0: Well, here we are again, T. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Have you had a good week?
0: I have had a good week. It's um, It's been crazy busy, lots happening, but um, it's okay. It's nice to have a bit of downtime and just catch up and have a chat.
1: Yeah, it is indeed, and uh, to remember when we were teenage fundamentalists and even beyond a little bit.
0: Mm, absolutely. And so this is what, episode 16, isn't it?
1: Episode 16, yeah. Um, I was thinking that maybe we should let our audience know that we are planning to stop for a little while.
0: After, after the um, – we think 20 is a good number for Season 1. So we will be stopping in – we'll have five more episodes, including today.
1: Yep, yep. And then we'll take a bit of a break. And uh, I, God knows I need it, to be honest. This is d- digging up stuff. And and we've seen other people, you know, through the Facebook group and stuff talking about that it's been digging up stuff for them as well. And and I won't pretend. I, I need to put it down for a little while and walk away and then come back with a, I don't know, a, a new energy and maybe even a couple of changes to the way we do things.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's been a a good learning. I mean, this this just started out. Let's let's have a chat. Um, And it has grown a bit and lots of people involved. As you said before, on our socials, on um, Facebook and Twitter, there's quite a few more people coming in to join the group. Um, We're getting those private messages of people um, wanting to have a bit more of a chat about it, but also a lot of conversation going on in the Facebook group and uh, also on Twitter. So, you know, get on board both. Uh, Retweet us get onto Twitter, um, have, have, be part of the conversation there, be part of the conversation in the Facebook page. And um, as we've said before, um, there are no boundaries, but we just ask for people to to uh, play nice.
1: Yeah, exactly. Be kind to one another. And, and I think it's really important to note that some people in the group are atheists, some are agnostics, some are, you know, whatever religions, some, some are Christians. Um, yep. I think I think the really the thing that we really all have in common is we're all a little bit allergic to fundamentalism. Mm. Um, but other than that, you be where you want to be, people. There's no judgments from us.
0: Yeah, it's all about the conversation. And um, you know, we've come across a, a an, another podcast this week called uh, Ideas Digest by this guy Conrad, and it, it that's been really good too. So get on board that one, people, because it's it's really interesting. And again, it's about the conversation. So. Um, you can find it by Googling it, Spotify it, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to go, you'll be able to find it.
1: Yeah, exactly right. I've been enjoying his stuff too. Hey, the other thing that we did, which, you know, hopefully people aren't going to sort of, you know, face into the palm kind of thing, was that we've actually got some merchandise like, real, like influencers and podcasters do because that's what you do. That's what you do. Um, no, but the reason we've done this is because we are, you know, we, we actually have to pay money. to to host the podcast and and to run the podcast. And then also we've been doing some promotion um, through through some of the social media. We've been doing some paid promotion, trying to drum up an audience. And we thought this would be a nice way to sort of recoup some of that money. So we've got some t-shirts and cups and and all kinds of stuff that's on there. Um, It's hosted by Redbubble. So if you go into Redbubble and look for I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist or come into the Facebook group, I've put a link there as well. um, We get 20% of whatever you spend. That money will come to us. Um, and then we will retire to a Thai island when the world opens up again. No, we won't because we're not <laughs> going to make that much money, and we don't need your money. I promise. Not not personally, um, but we're going to use that money to um, pay for the advertising, pay for the storage of the uh, subscription to Podbean, and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to. It's winter here in Australia. And I am going to get myself a hoodie. I reckon, and a mug. Oh, yeah. I love a mug. Yeah, you're
1: going to do that, are you? A hoodie. I, I love a hoodie. Are you going to get a zip hoodie or are you going to get the, the non-zip hoodie?
0: Look, I prefer a zip hoodie, if I'm honest. Um, and, you know, at this time of year, a little bit of fleecy lining is always comforting.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, enjoy, enjoy. The... Uh, the The way that Redbubble works, B, is it just you upload the art, they make it, they ship it out to you. If you're not happy with it, you send it back to them. It's really got nothing to do with us. It's we kind of get like a licensing or a royalty fee on the on the image, and and that's what we do. So that money is how that's how we'll spend it. We promise. And um, if we end up becoming millionaires out of this, <laughs> we promise we'll tell you that we're not going to spend it on that anymore.
0: No, and we won't be tithing any of it. Just uh, as a heads up, either. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, the fact that we get 20% of whatever you spend is a double tithe, brother, pressed down, shaken together, running out all over.
0: See, I believe that this is some um, prosperity coming uh, coming our way. We've, yeah, we've believed.
1: Yeah. That's right. Yeah, blabbed it. Now we're going to grabbed it. <laughs> so today's episode, people are probably bored already. Um, Today's episode is speaking, speaking.
0: to us. In tongues, and, and and this is something that I I think um you'll definitely have a, a fair bit to say about it, given your involvement with a, a group that uh, mandated that you speak in this to to have your salvation.
1: Yeah, well that's right. That's what made the revival centres the revival centres. They had that one two three salvation message, which is repent, be baptised, receive the Holy Spirit, with Bible evidence of speaking in tongues. Um, and if you didn't speak in tongues, well then you weren't a Christian. So that meant that. From the book of Acts right through till modern day, anybody that claimed to be a Christian that couldn't shun to Baba is out. They're not mm-hmm. in. They weren't Christians. And then the revival center sort of took it a step further and said, well, if you're not preaching this, which is the true gospel, which is you know most Christians throughout history, well, doesn't matter if you're speaking in tongues, you're
0: out as well yeah interesting do you know you know i mean I, i'm i'm interested in your first experience in speaking in tongues
1: yeah well i sort of talked about that in my conversion story which was i think episode mm-hmm. two um but i i think the thing to note about it was um I, I was definitely coached so it wasn't like someone laid hands on me and said receive the holy spirit um and then I did and spoke in tongues. No, I was told to say hallelujah over and over, very fast. And so I'm sitting there in a in a room with a pastor going hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah like this. Um, until my tongue magically changed, as they said. Um, and but it didn't come spontaneously. Not at all. It was something that was that was taught to me. This is what it sounds like. This is what it looks like. And the thing about revival center tongues, different to AOG tongues. Just the sound. Yeah, the revival center tongues was very machine gun esque. It was just sort of, you know, you didn't you didn't feel like you were actually speaking in a language. You just felt like you were just machine gunning this sound. You know, you know, that's I'm not going to pretend to do it, but but that was what it was like. It was it was very very different. But when I came into the AOG, it was a different sound. It it sounded much more like a language people yeah. i think were much more um what's the word i'm looking for uh they had a, a much higher tongues palate, perhaps <laughs> that, you know they, they would actually try to make it sound like other languages and i don't know if you can remember b but um at great big aog the church that we went to there was a guy we used to call seat buckler
0: Yes, i remember seat buckler huh?
1: And why did
0: we call him seat buckler?
1: Well, we called him seat buckler because every, well, not every service, but often in a service um, there would be times when people would speak out in tongues um, seeking an interpretation and he would actually shout, you know, shout out in his tongue. And it just sounded like he was saying the words seat buckler over and over. He goes, seat buckler, 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 seat, seat buckler, buckler. And I remember the first time someone came to me afterwards and said, did you hear Seat Buckler? And I was like, what? <laughs> and and it, then he became Seat Buckler. And every time he would speak out in tongues, pretty much the whole youth section of of the uh, of the crowd would just start to giggle
0: because there goes oh, Seat Buckler again. Remember? I think it's like a, a sub, subversive road safety campaign happening right there. Yeah, yeah, and there was a woman in the Revival Centre, we used to call
1: her Aki, 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 because oh, um, yes. that's what she used to do. She used to think, Aki, 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 Now, I, I don't know, you know, if this is a language of one word, um, but, yeah, she would pretty much give the old Aki, Aki, Aki.
0: Yeah, whereas most AOG ones, I remember, they sounded Swahili or something similar. think so? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I personally don't speak Swahili, um, but it sounded more like some sort of African tongue. Do you remember there
1: was a mutual friend of ours who we swore used to say the name of a South American or a Central American country?
0: I do. I do. I remember it very well. The country was Guatemala, mm. over and over and over. Guatemala, Guatemala, Guatemala. and yeah. I. I one thing I do remember well is your little slip-up with that one. Do you want to talk about that one?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So um we were sitting at a, around a campfire, I think it was. I think it was back in your place. Um we'd had a barbecue at your place and um we just we used to often mock this guy with <laughs> his Guatemalas, um, because we were loving Christians. Never to his face, only behind his back, right? Yeah. And um one day we were talking about speaking tongues and we we're sort of, you know, sharing stories of the group of us about, you know, the different tongues. And we're talking Aki, 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 and Seat Buckler. And then I turned around and said, oh, yeah, what about Guatemala, Guatemala? Uh, and then said the guy's name and then looked over and realized that his actual brother was in the group. And I remember looking at him and going, oh, yeah, you're his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Um,
0: You shrunk into your shell. And well, then came I out quickly. quickly.
1: Yeah, but but you, I remember you and another mutual friend of ours were just happy as pigs in shit to oh. see me absolutely, I don't know, shrinking, yeah, as you said, shrinking away.
0: I love watching people screw up like that. I hate doing it myself, but when other people do it, fuck, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, we, we like watching people fall down. Charlie Chaplin made a um career out of it. Well, you know, it's tall poppy syndrome too in Australia. So. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, so when I came into the AOG after being in the revival center with my machine gun tongues, um, there is a band that I'm not going to um, machine mm-hmm. gun. Yeah, but anyway, um, I uh, my tongue changed, and I sort of feel that the reason why it changed is because when I was in the revival center, this is how this is what speaking in tongues sounded like, and this is what speaking in tongues was like. It was just this, you know. And then when I came into the AOG, there was like a peer pressure, I guess. And the peer pressure was, no, tongues don't sound like that. Tongues is much slower. Tongues is much more of sounding like a language. And my tongue actually changed.
0: Mm, the cultural influence of the
1: tongue. Mm, mm. And I remember at to- at the time, uh, one of the street leaders, street team leaders, he actually said to me, you know, did your tongue change when you came into Great Big AOG? And I said, funny enough, it did. And he said, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? And he was sort of implying that that's because the Revival Centre tongues was not real tongues, whereas the AOG tongues was. And so within Pentecostalism, it's not just about speaking in tongues. It's like you've got to have the real tongues.
0: Yes. Well, do you remember talking about the street team? Do you remember um, quite often at the street team there would also be the potter's house, the local mm. potter's house, which, which yeah, would which would be right. out and about. Um, and the Hare Krishnas were quite often around the same area and they would be inviting people in for very delicious meals, I've got to say. Um, and the potter's house, I remember them chasing the Hare Krishnas by yelling at them in tongues. Yeah, yeah, I yes. do remember
1: that. It was it was like a a, a chanting tongue warfare kind of thing. So yeah. the Hari Krishnas would come out with their drums and Hari Hare, Hari, and then the Potter's House would, you know, yeah, machine gun remember, tongue
0: them. Machine gun tongue them. I remember um the the street leader of the uh, Great Big AG, I remember him going up and comforting the Hari Krishnas on one occasion in particular, going, that was really shit of old potty house, we used to call it, Um, and basically going and empathising with them, and I'm sure preaching to them as well. But um, he showed certainly some empathy towards the fact that uh, it probably wasn't the best use of tongues. No,
1: no. And so let me ask you then, what is Mm. the best use of tongues? well we can't <laughs> say that this is rated right <laughs> it's actually not i've ticked the explicit box but let's not go there I'm not um, gonna go. did you ever hear stories of people people reporting that people had spoken in tongues and then non-believers had actually been there and heard their own native language
0: yes i had heard many many stories of that um not one of them verified but i certainly heard many stories of that yeah, I, I can remember
1: there was a Students for Christ magazine. It was like a published magazine where someone said that they someone had reported that this girl had heard an Asian language, um, and she was claiming that it was it was real, um and that she knew it. Um but you know, what's interesting is I was I looked at some of the stories around that later on. and mm. I'll, I'll come back to my journey away from tongues later. But um people were saying that they were hearing, other languages like hearing Thai or hearing, you know, Swahili or whatever. Um, But then when a the little bit of digging was done, the people that were claiming to hear these languages didn't actually speak those languages. Yeah. They just, like you were saying, it sounded like tongues to them. Mm. Oh, sorry, it sounded like a language, I should say, to them. And all of a sudden, the you know, the, the the mythos around that grows. And the next thing you know, someone was in the audience and they were from there and they were hearing... It grows like that.
0: Well, I remember it was quite often espoused that if you prayed in tongues, it was sort of next-level praying because you were praying in the spirit and you were praying from essentially the subconscious or the inner Christ within you or the inner spirit, um, and it was things that um, transcended even your own understanding. And I remember um, the the church that I've spoken about when I was there, um, what, eighteen, nineteen. There was a minister there who was on he was on the payroll so he was a, a full-timer and if you were there for something quite often you could hear him just spouting off in tongues very loud and it would you know be far away and then it would get closer and closer as he was actually marching around the building and he quite often come up in your face and start speaking in tongues to you uh, as if he was just a speaking a long, normal language and then he would just walk off It was one of the weirdest things, but I remember at the time going, oh, maybe this is just what they do. I was relatively new to the the journey. Um, I'd only really just gotten serious about it. And I thought, oh, maybe, I mean, I didn't do it myself, but I thought maybe that's what the big and powerful people do with this gift of tongues.
1: Well, that's what we saw, um, Ronnie Howard Brown and... um kenneth copeland do or we heard it that they were Mm -hmm. speaking to each other in tongues but how did you come into the tongues experience what was your experience how did you how did you get it
0: i had a fast track um i remember from my conversion story that i was on holidays in another state of australia I was away with, uh, sorry, away from my family and with my brothers. And so everything was sort of packaged up in a a bit of a package deal for salvation. So I got saved at the church on the the Sunday. The next Sunday I was baptised. And then within that day I was told it's time for tongues. Uh, I was like, what the hell? I, I remember actually one of the things which was a bit of a convincing thing for me, surprisingly, was when I was questioning my brothers and going, well, what is it? And because uh, uh, they were referring to tongues and they were saying, we get these gifts. And um, I asked them to speak in tongues and reluctantly, it was several days of me pestering them. They spoke in tongues and it sounded like a language. Um, same thing, I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. So I was just told to just, it wasn't hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It was just copy this person who was speaking in tongues. Who was a friend of my brother's. And they said, eventually it'll come. Just just keep it up. And I did for, you know, I can't remember how long, maybe 15 minutes. And all of a sudden I was doing the same thing. Now, I must say, I grew up um, doing lots of impersonations and lots of different voices. So I didn't find it hard to do that, to copy and um, create a language, I guess. So there there was still a coaching. There was still oh, a, a being led into it. Absolutely. There was no lightning bolt and here you go, here's your gift. Um, go off and speak in tongues and no, none of that. It was hundred percent of coaching. And and I actually don't know anyone um that I ever met through my journey who did have that experience where it just it was a lightning bolt moment. Do you? I do.
1: And I'm gonna tell you a story because you know that I don't necessarily believe this stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. but this really happened and i can't explain it right so i'm not saying this proves tongues or doesn't prove tongues or you know proves christianity or anything but this this really happened so uh, i was working with uh, a lot of street kids at one time right remember you and you and i were part of this organization where we would actually go out and work with kids on the streets and so we okay. brought this kid back into great big AOGs youth group. Very few of the street kids actually came into the youth group, but a couple of them did um, yep. and became a part of it. And one day I was praying for this kid and I was at a, it was before a street team meeting. So before we were going out on the street and um, I was praying with him and he had his eyes closed and his head down yep. and um, I, I laid my hands on him and I said to him, have you received the Holy Spirit, you know, or whatever I said. And and he said, no. So I started to to pray for him and i had my eyes open he had his eyes closed and i was looking at him and as i did now you're just going to think i'm a freak here but this this is the way i remember the story there was like an orb of like like an orb of steam or an orb of water just floating over his head about the size of an egg very transparent almost imperceptible almost couldn't see it but but there it was And it actually shot down into him and as it did, his body shook and then he spoke out in tongues. I kid you not, that
0: happened. Uh, uh, Yeah, and and look, I'm certainly not questioning it. I mean, mean, I've seen many things in my life as well at times where it's been unexplainable and I'm actually quite comfortable sitting in that unexplainable space. I don't know what this was. I don't know whether it was Holy Spirit, whether it was tongues, whether it was God, whether it was psychological manipulation i don't know i've got no idea
1: yeah well the thing about it is i realize that i could have imagined it Mm -hmm. but the thing that stops me from saying that i imagined it was when it sort of shot into him he actually jerked and then Mm -hmm. spoke out in tongues and yet his eyes were closed this was all happening above him Mm -hmm. so mate, you know like you know when i was in my angry atheist stage i probably wouldn't have told that story yeah, um, but now I'm, you know, I'm more comfortable with with the grey. And mate, I've got to tell you that 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 really happened.
0: It is bizarre wow. and it is unexplainable. And um, are you comfortable with that of just going? I have no idea.
1: Well, no. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> but no.
1: What, what 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 am I going to do with it? You know, like the thing the thing about something like that is it doesn't prove the Christian story. Um, it doesn't it doesn't prove anything. But at the same time it it sort of you know opens things up to say okay well what the heck was that because the reason why i say that is just because we read in the bible speaking in tongues doesn't mean that what's happening in churches today and being called speaking in tongues is anything like the new testament writers thought it was you know like there was a whole disconnect you know you sort of have nothing really about speaking in tongues from i don't know third century or whatever up until azusa street in the you know in the 1900s um and then you've got this great big gap and then someone came along and said oh this is what this is this Mm -hmm. that we're doing here is speaking in tongues um but how do you know i mean you've got thousands of years between these two events
0: i don't know do you make well? You're making it sound like you actually believed something happened back then too. Well,
1: I don't know. No, I don't know. All, all I'm saying is just because the Bible says speaking in tongues doesn't mean that what we call speaking in tongues now is the same thing. No. That's what I'm trying to say. Or, or or even if something happened then, you know that they, they called it speaking in tongues. Who knows what they were doing? You know, were they were they shunda baba aki aki seat I don't know.
0: What were they pretty, doing? I'm pretty sure seat Buckler would have been um a little bit too early
1: for back. yeah I don't, I, don't, I don't think buckles bu- buckles had been invented would they i think that they was hadn't. a yeah that was a dark agency maybe they were saying uh shoelace shoot no they hadn't been invented either i don't no. know what would they have said wheel 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 wheel, wheel yeah. axle axle wheel. wheel <laughs> <laughs> so. in english of course
0: in english of course <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah
1: yeah, I'll tell you another story that happened to me with tongues, although this one um, is not as is not as spooky. Uh, I was invited by a friend of mine to go to a high school and preach, right? so it was it was a lunchtime uh, you know, Christian group we were invited in, um, you know, we weren't really allowed to preach. You know, you had to sort of be very careful because it was a government school. Um, And I was, you, you remember me, I was just like, you know, whatever, if God wants to move. So I was laying hands on kids and kids started speaking in tongues,
0: yeah. like
1: in that group, you know, and, and I was, it was the coaching, the coaching was going on. I'm, there was no orbs and, and shaking and stuff. I just, you know, was telling this kid. Um, And anyway, suffice to say, she got kicked out. The girl that was running the school group got kicked out of the school <laughs> Because I went in there and got them speaking in tongues.
0: When I reflect on times in speaking in tongues, I used to do it a lot. And I used to spend a lot of time in prayer speaking in tongues, um, mainly because it's just like I didn't know what to say. So it's just like, oh, well, let's let's just go tongues. I would, I would feel quite a lightness from it. I would feel quite... Um, I wouldn't say an out of body experience, but a, very much a peace coming over. And I think I look back on it now and I go, I think it was a meditative strategy. That's why it was more of a meditation type thing, where I was, it was it was very much about being in the now, being present, mindful, um, which it took away all those external stressors. So maybe that's what it was. I'm not sure.
1: Hey, so there's a podcast called um, The Liturgists. And I they guess. do an episode on tongues. And and yeah. I want to recommend if, you, if you're interested in, you know, hearing about tongues from a sort of a post-Christian perspective, go on and have a look at that or listen yeah. to that. But one of the things that they said was that people that have done sort of um, MRIs on people that meditate show that there's a lot of activity in the prefrontal cortex, right, which yeah. is sort of the human part of the brain, which is the thinking part of the brain. And so when people are doing uh, meditation or Prayer in their own language, there's a lot of activity in the prefrontal cortex. But when they have um, done the same MRI on people speaking in tongues, very low activity in the Mm -hmm. prefrontal cortex. So in one sense, according to what happens in the brain, speaking in tongues is very different to prayer and very different to meditation. Yet traditional prayer and meditation are very similar.
0: Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I wonder what's behind that.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, but but go and have a listen to the to the liturgist's podcast on Speaking Times uh, because that, I, they, they go into it a little bit deeper there.
0: Can I suggest you stop bringing things to the table here that we just have to go, I don't know? I mean, that's just you're making us sit in the, the unknown, tea.
1: Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? You know, that sort of brings up this point, right? It was easy to be a fundamentalist Christian and have the answers, and it was easy to be or easier to be a fundamentalist atheist, and yeah. have the answers. You know, it was just very clear. There, there is a God. There is tongues. There is this. There is that. And then moving into the atheist stage, the angry atheist stage was there isn't, there isn't, there isn't. Yeah. And it was still a kind of fundamentalism, right? It was still a black and white answers. Whereas now, I feel I'm more kind of, oh, I don't know, and I'm okay with that. Well, I try to be okay with
0: it. So can you know, that whole not knowing, being comfortable with that and sitting in that space, is that less or more anxiety invoking um, than thinking that you have to have the answers in from whatever fundamentalist point of view you, you may be coming from?
1: I think it's easier to have the answers, for sure. It's easy to think you know. and and I mean, we do it all the time, don't we? we We adopt frameworks by which we yep. can understand the world. Um, but ultimately, the problem with fundamentalism or the problem with that black and white thinking is life comes along. and mm. life says, no here's some grey here's here's some green you know um so ultimately i think there is more anxiety in being open to you know other truths other possibilities other ways of seeing things other interpretations but it's easier to to take black and white answers and to shut yourself off and i think that's why people do it
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, I mean, similar things used to come up, I remember, around the creation versus evolution discussion, and I was always really comfortable with evolution. I have never really given a shit and never took sides on one because I, I I would often bring up things, like, well, what about carbon dating? You know, what about, you know, this and that? And I remember the response every time was something like, well, that's of the devil, or, you know, that, that was created by Satan to discredit creationism. It was, um, and that was very much coming from that point of view that we have to have an absolute. We have to have one side of the story, which is is verified. So, yeah, I think it was a similar thing.
1: Well, I, I think for me, it's funny you should say that because that's a good segue into what happened with me with tongues. Um, I was still a Christian. I was still Bible-believing, you know, full deity of Christ, resurrection, the whole bit. I was, I was 100% in, in the game. Um, but I started having my doubts about tongues. And so I started to read a lot of conservative, evangelical, dare I say, fundamentalist uh, literature against tongues. Yeah. right? So I started reading a book called "Um Charismatic Chaos by an author named John MacArthur. John MacArthur, by the way, was the guy that inspired Steve Camp for one of his albums. um mm-hmm. and and, yeah, very strong, um, conservative evangelical, fundamentalist, um, anti-charismatic yeah. and so i started I, st- I started reading that and that really made me start to question, oh, maybe there is another side to this whole tongues thing and and then what I did was I started going to uh, Bible college libraries, mm-hmm. um not mine because I was at a, an AOG one, but started visiting other bible and and started to look at the the books and what are other people saying about tongues and what I s- thought to be called the tongues phenomena, and the yeah. tongues phenomena only being a couple of hundred years old, right, which is what I was yeah. saying before about going right back to, you know, the book of Acts doesn't mean just because we call it tongues, it's the same thing. And yeah. that was their argument, right? They were sort of saying, well, is this really tongues? And and then they would start to argue, you know, from a using the Bible that tongues seemed to need an interpretation. Tongues um, was oftentimes... for 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 non-believers to hear the gospel in their own language and and these kinds of things as well and it really threw a spanner in the works for my my tongue's um belief or my tongue's experience and i don't really think that i ever really had some massive experience myself i could do it yeah but you know so you know Mm. it didn't rock my world in spite of being a revival center adherent you
0: know yeah, no, I think I was similar. Mine just faded away, I think, over time. Um, but I never really hung my hat on it when I've got to have this. Otherwise, um, my salvation's at risk. So I, I think, you know, I mean, moving into um, more mainstream um, denominations like the Church of Christ and Baptist after I left Great Big AOG, there certainly wasn't the emphasis on it that there was in Great Big AOG. We had, um, I guess, people within the fold um, who adhered adhere to the fact that you you spoke in tongues, you used that as a, a spiritual um, method, I guess, um, or a gift, but it, it was never in the middle of services, the old, si bakala, bakala you know, that, that just didn't happen, the old seat buckler and whatever. It wasn't encouraged, I'm sure it, it wouldn't have been necessarily frowned upon, but it just wasn't seen as a thing.
1: I remember a friend of mine, the best one I ever heard was he came up to me one day and he said, Do you want to hear me speak in tongues? I said, All right. And he goes, what wakala Andes, Wakalama Andes, Wakalama Andes. Wakalama Andes, Wakalama Andes, Wakalama Andes. I thought that was a brilliant one. Absolutely brilliant. But yeah, mate, the point I was making with that um, conservative evangelical stuff, it was just as black and white. So yeah. it was like, here's tongues, that's real. Here's not tongues, it's not real. And it was mm-hmm. still a very solid answer for me. Um, yeah. So for me, it was kind of, you know, I either believe it or I don't. I'm not going to sit with the with the I don't know. Um, yeah. That wasn't part of being a fundamentalist.
0: No, no, definitely not. You, you have to have the answers um, because you had to provide the answers to others who were questioning as well. I think that was part of it.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, the other thing is when I was applying for my ministerial credential within the AOG, I had to sign a declaration of faith. And one of it was that one of the statements in there was that tongues was the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So in other words, you can't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, not salvation, but you can't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit unless you speak in tongues. And that was a big deal. Right, that you yep. had to sign that, um, and I think um, there was a Bible college lecturer that you were exposed to, who who sort of helped me indirectly to to say, well, looking at these scriptures, one could argue, and and that's actually what I wrote in there because I didn't believe it myself, but I yep. wanted my AOG credential, I wanted to be a minister, I wanted to be a you know a pastor brother, and so yeah, I did. I put that in. Mm-hmm. And then later, and it was playing a game, right? It was doing a duck and weave because really it was, whether it was implicit or not, I was basically not being true to myself. And so okay. when I finally did withdraw my credential, I felt good about that because I didn't I didn't believe it,
0: yeah. even as a Christian. Now, was it, and that was what I was sort of referring to before too with um, quite often I would have those pointed conversations about, so are you saying that my Baptist friends or my Church of Christ friends are not filled with the Holy Spirit because they don't have the evidence, which would be tongues. And it was never answered directly. It was an interesting one. It was a lot of ducking and waiting with that one. Well, our Bible
1: college president,
0: he was very, very
1: straight down the line with this. And here's what he said. Mm. He said, if you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are not a better Christian than someone that doesn't. However, Mm. You will be a better Christian than yourself if you didn't. So what he's basically saying is, if you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, you'll be a better Christian than if you didn't have it. But it doesn't mean that you're a better Christian than others that don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's straight up bullshit. So <laughs> you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it made him feel good about uh, about the answer and felt that he wasn't ostracising others, but he he was.
1: I, I think, I think too, as a lot of these sort of churches now the Australian Christian Churches and Hillsong as they sort of evolved. I don't think yep. tongues is such a big deal anymore mm. is it? Like I know that I know that Hillsong you don't really hear tongues in their services. You might in their home groups and in their Bible studies, but yep. they don't really do it in their services. Um and mm. so they've sort of moved away in a sense from that at least publicly.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Wonder what I wonder if that was a conscious move or it was just something that as they've evolved into a different um more radical space in other ways that that's just faded off into the background.
1: Yeah, yeah, possibly. I th- I think it, it'd be interesting to hear what people want to say about this one in in the Facebook group because I was um, told. Don't know if it's true. So please understand, I'm saying I was told this that one of the things that Hillsong used to separate themselves from the ACC from the Australian Christian Church's AOG was the tongues initial evidence thing. Um, okay. I don't I don't know how true that is, but maybe someone can jump in the chat and let us know.
0: Yeah, well, certainly there are people on the uh, Facebook group that have had a lot more exposure to Hillsong than we have, so be interested to hear from them for sure.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, mate, I think that's pretty much our time.
0: We're tongued out.
1: <laughs> oh, tongued. Mate, there's been so many euphemisms and and mm. uh, innuendos in this one. I've got to say. Uh, yeah, my, I mean, my machine gun tongues. I think that was a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was good, and you know, you did certainly duck and weave from the saying the actual name of the band. But I'm sure that many people will know if you just Google machine gun something band. Um, I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah. Um, all right, thank you, people. Thank you for listening again and putting up with us. Just. Waffling on, but I hope it's been useful, and I hope it, what we try to do in these is is normalise this, normalise this stuff that we've been exposed to, um, start a conversation, and get people to be comfortable with it, and um, hope that helps.
1: Yeah, well, normalise the completely fucking abnormal is basically oh. what we do, because let's face it, if you haven't been through this, you must just look at it and go, this is just weird.
0: Well, I look through that, and I look at it like that, and I have been through it, so um, I can only imagine.
1: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Hey, next week, we're going to talk about prophecy, the flip side of tongues, right? Tongues, interpretation and prophecy, brother. So we're going to talk about prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, word of whatever, all them word, words.
0: Words, let's do that. So so next week, B, I've got a word for you, brother. Oh, I can't wait. I hope it's delivered it in tongues and then someone has to interpret it for yes. us. It'll be machine gunned at you. All right, cool, mate. I'll see
1: you next week. See you, peeps.